huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, cause I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a goddamn debate. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Yes, if you hear that sound in the background, I am riding on the golf cart right now. Uh, If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know every once in a while I have to try and multitask. And today is laundry day. And I've already done... Uh, man, I've I've done two other podcasts today. Not not my podcast, but um, I did a podcast with my cousin Billy, uh, and we talked Buccaneers football. And I'm gonna get to a piece of audio here later because me and my cousin we did a podcast called Cover Two back in the day called. Uh, back in the day, like 2006, and I got some of that audio. I'm going to play for you, and just to show you how bad I was back in the day. But I'm also going to talk about how that simple podcast led to many different things. Then, um, if you remember Mocha Prince, uh, Ciroc, who was an intern on the Bubble of Love Sponge show, he has a podcast. The weekend, or uh, I'll I'll get all the plugs. The weekly review. He's based out of Tampa. Him and his buddy does the show. So I was on his show today because his co-host is sick. I think he's got the uh, the COVID or the Corona, and I'm gonna get to that. But I am having to do some laundry. Which guess what? Guess what? My laundry is done. So I came down here in a perfect time. Gonna switch this over to the dryer and get the show started. Be back in just a few seconds. All right, I am back in the friendly confines of the Tuttle Daily Podcast Studio, which is a beat-up white 2006 PT Cruiser. Yes, my audio sounds that good broadcasting from a PT Cruiser. Uh, You got a lot of these podcasts that they spend all this money on equipment and they don't have the content or they have the content that is compelling and it just doesn't sound good. And I'm proof this podcast is proof in the pudding that you don't need a lot of fancy equipment to be able to podcast because I do this and this is not even. I do it on an iPhone. I do my whole show on my iPhone, and I'm not even talking about an updated iPhone. I I mean, I'm rocking the iPhone 8. And 
the best investment that I ever made was that road, uh, road R O D E. If you're ever wanting to start a podcast and you're looking for one of the most simplest pieces of equipment that is going to make you sound professional, the uh, road R O D E M E dash L mic. It it plugs into your lightning connector, and that's how I've been able to get the sound that I'm getting right now. Because if you listen to some of the podcasts I did at the beginning, like episode one, and I know that I keep promoting it, but I am going to break down that very first episode of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I hate listening to myself. I, I, I can't stand it. I know I do not have that stereotypical radio voice that, you know, the big, deep, booming voice. Talked about this yesterday. Dan Stone. Dan Stone's got the best voice in radio. And me, yeah, my voice is pretty annoying. But guess what? Like I've been telling you, it is the most recognizable, most unique voice in Central Florida radio. Hell, you know what? I, you know what? I'm a host now. I'm allowed to have some type of an ego. I have the most recognizable voice in Florida radio. Not going to go so far to say that I got the most recognizable voice in the United States. Because I'm sure there's some dude out there that has like a hair lip or a speech impediment. Yeah, that dude, I bet he is making six figures while I'm broadcasting at a place called the Hobo Fish Camp. But the reason I'm getting into all this, I uh, recorded, I did two podcasts today. I did one with my cousin, Billy. Now, back in 2006, we did a uh, Bucks Dolphins podcast because I'm a Dolphins fan. He is a Buccaneers fan. And we called it Cover 2 because, well, I didn't know until today why we called it Cover 2, but I guess that's the defense that the Buccaneers run. And I just seem like fish out of water because a lot of you guys think of me as a nerd. You, you don't think that I do manly things or, or, you know, I can do this, I can do that. But yeah, I know sports. Even though I'm a nerd, I know sports. I played baseball all my life. I got into watching football because I wanted to have a connection with my dad. We both watched the Dolphins games. Then, you know, the Gators. The Gators, I told you. I Even working with Bubba, I would, on the weekends, drive all the way across the state just to watch the Gator games with my dad. But uh, my buddy, my, my buddy, my cousin, Billy, he's been doing a podcast that uh, mostly uh, concentrates on triathletes. My, my cousin does triathlons. You know, where you ride the bike, you run a marathon, you swim like two miles. Uh, and I, I think they talk about other things as well, too. But we wanted to record a uh, like a, a show previewing and looking forward to the Bucks finally making the playoffs. But I wanted to play a little bit of this audio. And if you want to check out my cousin's, uh, my cousin Billy's podcast, Go to their website, wedopodcast.com. That's wedopodcast.com. Great website, set up, very, very user-friendly. But uh, at the beginning of the show, he 
I guess. I don't even, I, I mean, he must have OCD like I do, but he actually had audio from that first podcast we did in 2006. And I'm going to play it for you. This is going to be torturous, but I'm still going to play it. Uh, this is uh, Billy, your host for the Buck side of the world. A lot of you guys don't know this, but when I first started in radio, I mean, I, I, I never, ever got any airtime. You, you know what I did? I was consistently, constantly editing best of, editing commercials, producing commercials, spots, promos, whatever it may be. And it, it made me be a stickler for audio quality. But Jesus Christ, were we recording this at the lowest possible bit rate? Um, because it sounds like I, I imagine that we are getting the same audio quality in this podcast as like somebody, uh, a soldier in Vietnam, you know, those big bag phones that they would call in airstrikes so that they could drop napalm and just burn a bunch of the uh, Viet Cong, uh to death. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the audio quality that we had for this podcast. And I'm joined now with uh, Tuttle, who's got hey. all these Miami Dolphins. Go ahead, Tuttle, what you got going on? Well, the Miami Dolphins, uh, the greatest NFL franchise ever in the history, uh, the team that only have an undefeated season is going to go. And I'm doing this because I do not want you to think that I edited or produced this show. I didn't add the laugh track. Now, listen, my cousin, he's not, he, he is good. He's got a great podcast going on. But back in 2006, I mean, we're talking about when podcasts wasn't even a thing but he was the one that added the laugh track in there and knowing me trying to stir stuff up trying to you know baby heel i'm like oh yeah dolphins only undefeated team but my god what was up with my voice back then i sounded slow like i i really really sounded slow now this was back in 2006 so this was most likely when I first started on the uh, mood stabilizing drugs, the uh, the psychotropic drugs for my manic depression, my bo- my bipolar manic depressive state. And you could tell just sound. Listen to how slow I sound. Like I, I don't sound as high strung as I am right now. I don't know why I can't just get somewhere in the middle. Because damn, man, what was up with, what type of mental state was I in when we recorded this? For that again this year, because uh, I really think with the lineup that they got going right now, they may be able to go for that 1972 uh, Dolphins. See, I don't even remember what I did in 2006, but I, I was either, there were two things going on in this audio clip. I had the worst sinus infection known to man. Or I did a massive amount of cocaine before I did that. But I sound slow. Were, were the psychotropic drugs? Were the psychotropic drugs counteracting? Because no, I'm making a joke about the cocaine. But, but what I'm trying to say is, listen to how nasally. I mean, do I, do I sound like that now? I mean, be honest. I, I would love to hear from you. 407 407- Two seven zero three zero four four. Once again, that is four zero seven 
270-3044 to leave me a voicemail, but what was going on with my voice then? Is it still that bad? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Oh, okay. Well, what, what did they do in 2005? Bring us up to date. Well, 2005, they started off very, very slow. Uh, we had Gus Farad as our quarterback. We've been struggling in the quarterback position since. Uh, Jesus Christ. The Dolphins were rolling with Gus Farad this year? Man, Dolphins have had some pretty lean years, man. Because you got to remember, I, I grew up and I started following the Dolphins in the 90s. And we had Marina. We had that outrageously good offense. It's just we didn't have a defense. Miami would score like 55 and the opponent would score like 60. So, but yeah, no, I mean, that, that Bills-Dolphins rivalry, there, there was never a better rivalry in, in the NFL in, in the time than the Bills and the Dolphins. But goddamn, we, we had Gus Farratt calling the, calling the plays. Man. Uh, they must have just said, hey, man, this is a tank season. Let's uh, see how good of a draft pick we can get. You know, the greatest quarterback, Dan Marino, uh, ended up uh, leaving us and retiring, even though he wasn't able to win a Super Bowl. Uh... Just like with everything in my life, I'm never a natural at something. Like, I have to work my ass off to get good at something. And just listen to all the times I was saying, um, I'm still guilty of it. Uh, I, a lot of, a lot of broadcasters use these crutch words. Some of mine are like, like I say, like, or, you know, I say, you know, a lot. And when I go back and listen to it, it makes me cringe. But I also know that like a lot of, let's say, I just said, like, again, that most of the broad or audience, see, I'm, I'm, I'm stumbling over myself. Now, what I'm trying to say is that I'm way better. Listening back to this, it does make me cringe. And I'm not saying that I'm a professional and I can't get any better. But goddamn, I'm way better than this nerd asshole that I used to be back in 2006. And by the way, uh, all these facts that you're going to hear, you would think that I'm just, I, I overprepared. This is back in the day where, like, like again, I just said it, that I would overprepare for things because I wanted to sound perfect. So I'm going to be uh, spouting off a lot of stats here. Don't be impressed. I had that shit all written down. I still think he did quite well for himself. We've been struggling there, but we ended up on a high note. Uh, I think it was seven straight wins that we ended up with this season. Ended up nine and seven behind the uh, New England Patriots. So I think it was a good bright spot for the first year for Nick Saban. He he had a good draft. Ronnie Brown had to share time with Ricky Williams last year. It's funny how some countries get newer technology before others. And then you get those like third world countries that are like the little brothers, uh, the white trash brothers. And we've all been there. You get the hand-me-downs. I, I almost would be willing to bet you anything. The microphones that me and my cousin Billy used to record this. Uh, we're hand-me-downs, and some of these terrorists, like uh, ISIS or, or who, whatever, the Taliban, they got these mics, 
because the audio quality you're getting from the podcast that I'm playing for you right now, this is back in 2006, uh, it sounds like uh, any American that has been, like, captured and held hostage, and you know how they make them read a letter? That is complete bullshit. They don't believe any of it. And I don't, I never understood why the people read them, because you're about to get your head chopped off. So, yeah, the audio quality that this podcast is the same quality of anybody that's about to be beheaded. They, they got our microphone. I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, if you think about it in a twisted way. Um, but all in all, I think Ronnie Brown's going to be a lot better off this year without the Rastafarian having to share time with him. Oh, boy. That Rastafarian joke just gave me the biggest douche chill in the world. I mean, that, that, that was a very hackish joke on my part. And I got to tell you, back in 2006, I probably, you know, preparing things, I would write down potential jokes and stuff. And it didn't, it didn't, the joke did not sound natural. Uh, you could tell, like, it was like, I related to the comedians. You, you know, a lot of these comedians will come into radio shows. Like, it happens all the time on Bob and Tom. Um, but these comedians will come in, and, and instead of just talking to us or having a conversation, they will try to drive the conversation to set up jokes. They try to give you the setup just so they can deliver the punchline, and it just, it, it's, it's very douchey. And I guarantee you, when I wrote that, Rastafarian joke because of Ronnie Brown having to compete with Ricky Williams. I was like, hell yeah, this is gold. I'm going to kill it. This is going to be the highlight. This is going to be the promo for Cover 2 Podcast. Looking back on it now, my God, I was lame as F. The man with a broken leg, right? Or broken arm. No arm now. Yeah, yeah, arm. Well, um, to, to bring everybody up to date for the Bucks, um, we did finish uh, eleven and five, and we did uh, get the NFC South championship. So uh, we can say that about the Bucks. You know, it's funny how things work out, and they happen for a reason. Do you realize? And and I just realized this. Okay, so we recorded this podcast back in two thousand six. I think we were talking about the two thousand five season. But think about this: the Bucks this year made the playoffs. For the first time since I recorded this crappy-ass Cover 2 podcast with my cousin back in 2006. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's good luck or bad luck. Did we jinx them? And now, like, since they made the playoffs again, uh, like, is Tom Brady going to have a freak accident or something just because we recorded another podcast together? I don't know. Who knows? But I just think it's kind of funny that we recorded this the last time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made the playoffs. But everybody, if you don't remember, um, the season ended with a uh, drop pass by uh, Edel Shepard against the Washington Redskins, and that was a very controversial call. Oh, man. I I don't believe in fate or anything like that. I'm not into the supernatural type deal. Uh, I don't believe in karma. But guys, um, we, my cousin was just talking about the Washington Redskins there. Do you realize 
who the Bucks' opponent is this weekend in the first round of the playoffs? Not, not the Washington Redskins. I mean, it's the Washington football team. But, goddamn, last time the Bucks made the playoffs was when I recorded this to Cover 2 podcast. Now, <laughs> they were playing the Redskins the last time. I, I didn't even realize that. And, and I swear to God, guys, I didn't do this on purpose. I totally forgot about doing the, this podcast in the first place. But goddamn, you, you got to admit that the similarities are kind of eerie. That led to the uh, loss in the first round of the NFC uh, wildcard game. Once again, I don't believe in signs. But if you're listening to this podcast right now and you do believe in signs, I would put my money on the Washington football team. Now, do I want to see the Bucks lose? No. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I've spent the last 10 years of my life in Tampa. So, yeah, no, I want to see them win. So uh, any of you Tampa people, please don't think that I'm rooting against them. But you got to admit, um, if you had a few extra bucks, the way things have come together on the timing of playing this, the last time I did this podcast was in 2006. The last time the Bucks made the playoffs, and they're playing the same exact team, and the Redskins beat them. I'm telling you right now, even if you're a Bucks fan, screw loyalty, make some money. Go on to DraftKings or, hell, get somebody you maybe know in Vegas to put down some cash on it. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm going to do it. Bet my at, yes, I'm going to do it. And I don't believe in signs going to take a quick break be back in a few minutes and i'm going to tell you why this podcast cover two that i did might be the reason clear channel communications switched to iHeartRadio. you're listening to the tuttle daily podcast he's a nerd i've only been arrested one time a radio personality Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. So I don't want any of you people to think that I'm getting a big head or now that I'm a host, I'm getting an ego, but I was, uh, I was thinking about it while I was playing that old podcast that I did with my cousin. Uh, if you want to check out his current podcast, you can easily do that. Go to his website, wedopodcast.com. Now, that was in 2006. I was still at Real Radio 104.1 in Orlando, which is a Clear Channel property. Uh, six or seven radio stations in that cluster there. And I'd been with 
the monsters since 2000. And we used to record and archive all the shows on Minidisc. And now everybody was like, Minidisc. Minidisc are going to be the next big thing. It, it really never uh, caught on. But then we started digitizing, digitally recording every single show. Because uh, it took five mini-discs a day to record the Monsters. Because the Monsters at the midday did a five-hour show. They are Well, the Monsters in the morning still do a five-hour show. But uh, our office had thousands upon thousands of mini-discs in it. Because, like I said, took five mini-discs a day. And that was the big name. That was the big brand at Real Radio 104.1. So the upper management gave us the budget to archive every single show. We didn't have to reuse many discs. Here, I'll give you an example. When I, when I became the producer uh, for the Drew Garabo show at night at Real Radio, um, I only got a month's worth of mini discs. And I had to recycle them. So what I'm trying to say is if there was something best of that I wanted to keep, I'd have to manually, in real time, grab that best of segment to archive it. Not with the monsters. We just kept everything. Uh, and then I, I, I'm almost sure. Guys, you, you got to realize that I have, I was an alcoholic. I did a lot of drugs. I've had a lot of concussions from the dumb stunts that I've done, but I can almost guarantee you that the monsters in the midday started started archiving and providing their show as a daily podcast. Because I, I remember this. Because I, I just had done that show with my cousin Billy. And I went to Russ. I was like, Russ, hey, you know, I've been doing this podcast. I think this is something we really need to look into. And I told him, well, you know, and I explained what, what's going to happen. It's not going to be any more work on your end. What I'm going to do is I'm going I'm, I'm to take the show, the digital recording of the show, and make it available for our listener to be able to download. And... When I first started it, it was, a lot of it was trial and error. I, I would, uh, so like I said, five hours, it used to take five mini discs. I would put up five segments of show. So I'd do like hour one, hour two, hour three, hour four, hour five. Now, the thing that I had to do is that, you know, a lot of these people that do voiceovers and do commercials and stuff like that, they're only contracted for on the air. So management was down for it. Management was like, yes, if you want to put the shows up, you are more than welcome to make them available to people, but you are going to have to go in, you're going to have to edit out all the commercials and make it just one long current running piece of audio and then eventually i was like well if i'm taking the commercials out i'm just going to put everything together and offer the whole show as a download because you know we did a five-hour show and if you take out all the commercials 
it was probably about four hours, 15 minutes, four hours, 20 minutes. So I would have to do that every single day. Now, it, it was not popular at first, but um, it started getting really popular. And you want to know how? You want to know why? They, that management and Russ all knew that that the podcast was popular because I was putting those up there because people like on demand. I mean, they do. Uh, and that's one of the things I've had to learn about podcasting is that, you know, I'll, I'll look at one day, I'll be like, holy crap, I had a great day, day of downloads. And then the next day, it, not so much. But then I had to retrain my brain to realize that this is on demand. Some people don't listen every single day. They'll, they'll wait a couple of days to let episodes build up and then they'll listen. But how management and Russ knew was because I missed a couple of days. I think I might have been out sick. Actually, you know what? I got married. I'll tell you exactly what happened. See, now, now I know that I'm not crazy. So I did that original podcast with my cousin, 2006. Then I pitched the idea to Russ and management at Clear Channel that we should start offering the show like as a podcast so people can listen to it on demand. And the, the reason why they were getting the emails and, and, and phone calls was people were bitching that the podcast had not been updated because I was doing it every single day. Like I was on top of it. Guys, so what I would do is, because I, I wasn't a full-time on-air person, so I did a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. So uh, after they would get done with an hour, you know what I would do? I'd, I'd grab that hour, I would cut out all the commercials, tighten it up, and then I would add that to a project. And then the second hour we got on, I would combine those. And then all I would have to do is edit up that last hour, and then I could get the show up in less than an hour after it was done. But I got married in 2006, people, and I took some time off. Me, me and my wife, we went to the United Kingdom, and the podcast wasn't being updated. And holy crap, people, you would not believe all of the phone calls, emails, bitching about, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? And then all the other shows started doing it. Uh, the Shannon Burke show started doing it. The Phillips file started doing it. And then you started seeing other clear channel properties doing. It. So what I'm trying to say is that they saw that. And also, uh, when I did that podcast was when sales actually started paying more attention to the website. Not a lot of you people know this, but uh, out of all of, because Clear Channel, which is now iHeartRadio, is the biggest radio company in the United States of America. And out of all of those stations, we're talking three or 4,000 stations that Clear Channel owns. Do you want to know what the number one website is? Real Radio 104.1, WTKS.com. And then that's when sales was like, not only... Can, do we do we have to sell spots on the air? But we want to drive p 
people to the website. Do do you realize like these big hosts? Um, and and I'm not calling anybody out, but I let's just go through the hosts that are at Real Radio 104.1. You got Russ Rollins, you got Sean Wasson, you have Jim Colbert, and then you got Tom and Dan. So what I'm trying to say is, and I don't know it for a fact, but I would almost guarantee you those hosts all have clauses in their contract that they're getting bonuses if they hit a certain mark on their web hit. I, even me, as a lower-class guy, the last time I was at Real Radio, I had a website bonus clause in my contract. That, you know, I really screwed it because in 2014, that was one of the best gigs, paying gigs that I ever had, by the way. You know, um, my money at the time, my, my base salary was not that great. It really, really wasn't. Matter of fact, I, I've never told this story before. Do you guys know that I was still working at 102, uh, 102.5 The Bone? I think I was with the Mike Calta show at the time. And Jack Bradshaw. Jack Bradshaw called me out of the blue because that was such a long-ass drive from Tampa back to Orlando every single day. And Jack called me out of the blue. And it was great because I love Jack. Jack is always been so tremendously cool to me and he asked me he was like how would you feel about coming back to real radio now you guys you got to remember i was fired uh from real radio in 2010 and then four years later i'm getting asked to come back but the money that they originally offered me i i just it was not worth it and then they came back and like, all right, we're going to offer you the same thing, but you're going to get a ratings bonus. You get uh, a certain amount of money for first place, a certain amount of money for second place, a certain amount of money for third place. And you know what? I'll, I'll tell you right now, it, my bonus, if we were in first place, was $5,000. Now, you got to remember, there are four books a year. So you're talking... And by the way, the monsters were killing it. So that was almost like money in the bank. I was like $20,000 on top of my base salary, people. But I did have a also a, a web hit clause where I got a bonus on that too. And I think that's all from the podcasting that I brought to the table. But nobody, and I know a lot of you people, you're, you're going to look at me. And you're going to, oh, Tuttle, you're, you're, you're bullshitting us. Uh, you're lying. You're trying to make yourself. No, I'm dead serious. I mean, I don't even believe in God, so it really doesn't mean anything if I say I swear to God. But if I say I swear on my parents, yes, I mean, you can take that as the God honest truth. Once again, don't believe in God, so maybe I'm just double lying to you right now. But what I'm saying is I created a trend where they were paying attention to websites and podcasts. Now, do you want to know who the biggest podcaster distributor in the world right now? It's, it's iHeartRadio. I mean, Clear Channel had been around for a while, and they saw how the trend was going to change. So, 
you know what? Somebody probably could have done it before me, but guess what? I'm just telling you my version, my narrative, and I'm not trying to control the narrative, but I, I hope you can ask anybody. Like, I, the Monsters were the first show, probably in Clear Channel, to start offering their show as a podcast for download. And you want to know who brought that to the table? That was me. But nobody will give me credit for it. They won't. And they didn't realize that it was a gold mine until, you know, I went on my honeymoon after I got married. And then people were bitching and complaining about it. And then guess what? I kind of worked it into a good gig for me because they actually pumped my uh, salary up when I was only part-time there because they were like, hell yeah, this idea. I got the podcast sponsored. I was getting paid to do it. And it was a pain in the ass. But it was great. I think it, and now everybody's embracing it. Everybody is embracing podcasting. Everybody is embracing YouTube. You know, what Russ Rollins has done with his YouTube channel. I mean, they have grown that thing tremendously. Like, I, I, I would love to see the analytics on the Monsters in the Morning YouTube page. I know a lot of people... You know, when I worked with Bubba, everybody, you know, he would talk because, look, Bubba does well on Twitter or Twitch. Bubba does really well on Twitch. Uh, but he used to comment on, oh, well, you know, Russ and them and the monsters, they, they're not getting as many like live viewers as we are. But if you if you go and look at the monsters YouTube page, I mean, those videos are are, are getting like couple of thousands per hit and that stuff adds up and i would love to know what they're making off of monetization oh that's another question did did russ i'm next time i talk to russ i'm gonna have to ask him that because i wonder if he started that youtube page and that is his he owns it or is that iheart radios I, I got to ask him that the next time. So, all right. I'm going to stop ranting. I know a lot of you guys think that I'm bullshitting you about that podcast story, but I really do think I had an integral part to play on Clear Channel going in a different direction, going to digitally de delivery system of putting out their content because I was, I helped start the podcasting trend at clear channel especially maybe not nationwide but definitely in the orlando cluster gonna take a quick break be back in a few minutes you are listening to the tuttle daily podcast from the vapor shades hobo fish camp man maybe i would have way more sex partners in my life if i just threw caution to the wind it's the tuttle daily podcast Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let StitchYouUp help you with your logo design. Visit StitchYouUp.com. 
or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast, last segment of the day. All right, so before I get started, uh, because I, I got to cover my ass on everything that I say, I know that I've burned a lot of bridges in my career. I really have. Uh, I've made up for pretty much most of them. I mean, they're, ne- they're never going to be the same. Like, I talk to Russ, Russ Rollins, every single week. He calls and checks on me. Man, he left me the greatest voicemail on New Year's Eve, wishing me nothing but the best. Um, I don't know how well I've repaired things with Drew Garabo, but me and Drew, I mean, we haven't talked on the phone, but like I, I've replied to some of his stuff. Uh, some of his stories he's put up on Instagram, and he's replied back to me. So, I mean, that's that's a start. Do I think I'll ever work with Drew again? No, no, I, because I, I mess out when I big time. And I get it. I get why I, my name is bad. But goddamn, man. Like, seriously, I mean, I have nothing but respect for Bubba as well, too. Like, if I'm just being honest... Bubba, Bubba the Love Sponge, did more for me than most radio guys have ever done. Now, I learned my craft uh, from Ron Bennington and Ron and Fez. And then I was able to practice and get better and better and actually make a name for myself on the Monsters in the morning. I mean, do you really think that I would have ever gotten hired? on the Bubble of Love Sponge show, because when I, when I got on in 2010, we're, we're still talking Bubba on Sirius. Bubba had just come back and is on terrestrial radio, and Bubba has got a really big name. And I got to tell you, Bubba, more than anybody, treated me like an equal. Like, I'm just being honest. And I was a dick to Bubba. Every single time that I ever left Bubba's show, I I was a dick. I mother effed him as much as I could. And I really haven't done that this time. I I don't think that I have. I've been nothing but cool. Like I, I'll admit to you, Bubba is a radio legend. And yes, was I a dick? I was going through stuff. When I was fired and let go. Now, I could, I could have been mad. I could have lashed out. But I, I, I did not lash out at Bubba at all. And the reason I'm talking about all this is this is not between me and Bubba. Like, if you want me to be honest, if, if Bubba texted me today or, or called me and told me to back off of talking about Seth Cush, because that's exactly who I'm talking about. Um, I guess he talked about me today, but here, you know what? Let me, let me step back here. Okay. So I wanted to check out cause every once in a while, I, I still follow all the Bubba the Love Sponge accounts. Uh, Bubba's not on Twitter anymore, but I sent out this tweet just doing a little Tuttle investigates because I've now officially been blocked on all BTLS platforms. I've been cool as hell during my time away from the BRN, 
Just curious to how many of you have been blocked since at Seth Kush was given the reins of Bubba's social media. And that's that's the only thing that I said. And if we're just being honest here, people, when you work in radio, you're in the business of trying to get the biggest audience that you can. So it's it's really if you look at it, it's bad business to block people just because you are such a pussy. And yeah, I, I mean that. I, I used to have a lot of respect for Seth Kush, but not anymore. Like, I, I always wanted to do radio with him because here, I'll give you an example, people. Uh, my interview, I, I just had Michael Sharkey on the other day. And I was talking about the piece of advice that Michael Sharkey gave me. Listen to Seth Kush. Seth is good at what he does. He's good at self-editing on the fly and knows when to talk and not to talk. And I always took that as like, oh man, I really need to pay attention to what Seth is doing. But my God, like seriously, Seth, I mean, do you even realize what show you're working on? And this is not a a dig at Bubba uh, in any means, but the demographic is that get her done blue collar men 25 to 54 and there is even though seth will not admit it and i'm not gonna call bubba because bubba's a manager it's his business he can do whatever he wants to but i mean nobody can deny that seth gets treated like a double standard i mean seriously I mean, I, I know that I walked out of the studio one time, but I was not an employee of the BRN at the time. What do you think would have happened if I would have walked out of the studio? I, I'm, I'm just being honest. It would not have been good for me. No, there, in no way, it would not have worked out well. Um, and in another case, if I would have no-called, no-showed, my God, I would have, well, for one, I most likely would have been fired. And if I wasn't fired, I would have never heard the end of it. It would have been the topic of discussion for a month. But no, what happened? Seth, no, it's, it's okay, Seth. It, it's okay. I know you had to stay up late to watch a lot of rich athletes hit a puck into a net. And you you just completely ignored your responsibilities as an employee of the BRN. You know what? Fuck you, Seth. Like, seriously. I mean, I've been trying to keep it clean on this show, but fuck you. I'm tired of you thinking you're holier than thou. Because you, you're, you're kind of acting that way. And now, I guess today, you talked about me without talking about me. But everybody knows who you're talking about, Seth. So are you really ignoring me? Or are you letting a podcaster, the person that you say has no material, and I'll get to my offer. I know he won't take it. He, he will not take my offer. But Seth Cush had to make his comments about me today 
on the hot mic on the Bubba the Love Sponge show. And, and just to tell you how much of a nice guy I am, uh, I'm telling you, the show is still good. I love everybody there. I love Blitz. I, if I'm being honest, if I'm just being honest, the person that I miss the most at the BRN is Blitz. And I know a lot of you guys probably, well, Blitz really didn't care for you that much. Yeah, but guess what? Blitz was in charge. Bubba, Bubba put, put Blitz in charge and to manage him. And the one thing I will say about Blitz is that he's fair and he does not mix any of his words. Like, if you do everything that Blitz tells you, Blitz treats you, treats you with respect. But if you fuck up, Blitz is going to let you know it. Blitz is going to voice his opinion. But Blitz has always been nothing but kind to me. Caveman. Caveman is amazing. Lummy. I, I love Lummy to death, but I don't know if he likes me as much as he used to. But I still, I will say this. Lummy did say, uh, texted me, wished me a Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Congratulations, Lummix, on the marriage. I, I think that's a great thing. I think you got a great girl, and I wish you nothing but the best. And Anna, you know, at first, Anna, I, I was busting balls. But if I'm just being honest, Anna is talented as hell. And Bubba, what, I mean, Bubba's the GOAT. Bubba is the GOAT. I mean, the guy gave me more opportunities than anybody, but fuck you, Seth Kush. You are the fakest motherfucker. That, well, I mean, I've met you, but you, I mean, you are fake as fuck. And I have no problems with anybody at the BRM besides Seth Kush. Like, you think your shit doesn't stink? I mean, what the hell is going on? So I'm, I'm going to digress here and I'm going to play this audio. And then I'm going to throw my challenge out there because I'm tired of this back and forth type deal. You know, I guess I can't voice my opinion without Seth getting his feelings hurt. What that noise, Lummy? Was that you? That was Lummy. What? No, I didn't know who made that noise. I oh, thought sorry. it was on. No, it was me. Mandingo, I'm not getting sucked into that drama, dude. That dude's a fuckboy to the max. How original. I, I guess I'm a fuckboy now. You know, it's sad. I don't even know how old Seth is. I gotta tell you, um, I'm 41. I, I've got all my hair, and I know Seth has all of his hair right now, but goddamn... You are like that old dude that learns a buzzword and you want to call me a fuckboy? I mean, seriously, Seth, come on. And if you didn't want to talk about it, why did you, why did you even acknowledge that comment on the Twitch chat? You, do you guys realize how many times, do you guys remember how many times I would get bitched out because I would go on a rant about something somebody said? on the Twitch chat, and once again, double standard when it comes to Seth, and he wants to call me a fuckboy? Uh, listen, I'm not trying to claim that I'm some tough guy, because I know exactly, this is how good, and this is how well I know radio, because if I say, oh, Seth, I guarantee you, you wouldn't say that to my face, 
He's going to turn around and say, oh, well, you, you have to resort to, resort to violence. No, that's, that's not the case. But I guarantee you that you wouldn't call me a fuckboy to my face. And if you want to come back and say that, oh, you're, you're resulting to violence, I will destroy you. I will make you my bitch. And I'm not being cocky. I just know my skills. And I don't understand why everybody is pumping up your ego like you're the second coming of radio uh, program director, Christ, whatever you want to call it. Because God damn it, man, you're not as good as you think you are, Seth. So what I'm trying to say is, I know that you wouldn't call me a fuckboy to my face. And that's not a threat. That's not me getting my feelings hurt, but I would destroy you personally, physically, as well as on the mic. And I'm throwing it out there right now. Like, seriously, I'm, I'm going to get to my offer. I, I want to hear the rest of this audio first before I throw my offer out there. No, if you say his name, he'll make an entire podcast about you. I got it. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I learned about working with Bubba, like, it's better when somebody gets you to admit it. And, and I'll admit it right there. Seth got me. Seth, touche on that one, Seth. Because you got me. You're right. I, I sometimes would do a whole show about you. But, I mean, don't judge me like it's beneath you. Dude, do you realize who you're working for, Seth? Bubba, the motherfucking love sponge. And you want to know what he wrote the book on? He wrote the book on going into somebody's town, pushing them, poking them right in the chest and saying, what are you going to do about it? And that's what I'm doing to you right now, Seth. I'm poking you in the chest. And you're still talking about me. Like I said, everybody knows who you're talking about. So don't act like you're getting one over because, oh, that guy, if I talk about him, he's going to do a whole show. You got me on that one, Seth. You did. Maybe I'm scratching for traction right now. I have no content, but don't judge me. Do you do forget that I actually worked at the same place that you did? I'm friends with the same people that you worked with, uh, the same people that you walked out on. You know, that whole thing about you leaving cordially at, at the bone. You know, there's a big difference. And, and I'll tell you exactly what happened there. And this is not any info that I've had. And I don't want anybody to think that I'm pitting down that people that do morning shows that have to play music. But it is a whole new world when you go from having to play a couple of songs an hour and talk up some records, hit the weather and traffic, um, what happened over there at the bone is, is that you were not man enough, Seth. You were not man enough to be able to put up with it. I, you know, and the thing is, is like, don't, don't act like, oh, it was all Drew Garabo. You realize that I've worked with Drew Garabo on two separate occasions. And I got to tell you right now, Seth, like, I'm just being real. 
the Drew Garabo that you know now is a kitten compared to the Drew Garabo that I had to work with back in the day. And I'm, and I'm not even trashing Drew at all. I don't know what Drew was going through back in the day. Hell, I'm sure, and listen, I'm sure he was bad. The guy had been killing it at night forever and, and didn't get that promotion. You know, Drew deserved to move up in the time slots at Real Radio. And you know what? I don't blame him for being in a bad mood. I'm not saying he's a bad guy or anything. Like, Drew is very sincere. But what I'm trying to tell you, if you couldn't make it with that Drew Garabo, because I worked with Drew Garabo at The Bone, and Drew Garabo was a saint compared to what he was at Real Radio. And, and I'm not saying he was an asshole at Real Radio, but he demanded more. and. I don't blame him. I know what he was going through. So it just shows how much of a sensitive ass pussy you are. And I've always had nothing but nice things to say about you. Are you threatened by me? Is that why you're upset? Because I made one little joke. This all stems from me making one little joke on that YouTube video I did, which, by the way, has almost 7,000 views. Uh, I think Bubba needed me to be somewhere around 5,000. So, hey, thank you. But nobody mentions that one bit at all. So, Seth, fucking grow a pair, buddy. Because I got to tell you right now, Bubba's going to get tired of your bullshit. I'm calling it right now. Bubba might not admit it, but your antics, because I've been there, I've, I've had those same antics, and it got my ass fired, and it's gonna happen to you. But the only difference between me and you is I didn't get fired for being a fucking pussy. Let's put it this way. Is there anything that guy needs to say that says, is there anything he says in his life that I need to read? Good morning, Bubba. Do you need to be in two hours? I think so. So I want to talk about it again. Yes, yeah, Seth got me. Seth called me out and said, oh, he's going to do an hour-long podcast. Now, I I didn't do a whole show about you today, Seth. Did over a little 10 minutes. And I'm going to wrap it up. And I'm not going to talk about you anymore. But, Seth, you talk and you claim to be this know-it-all when it comes to radio. And you're all about the content. Content this. Content that. Well, guess what? I'm, I'm giving you some content. And I want to see if you have the balls to do it. I don't even need the content. So I don't want you to think I'm trying to do this for my show. I won't post any of it on any of my social media. I won't use it for my podcast. But you're all about the content. If you are man enough, which I know you're not, because you're really not. Nobody has ever challenged you, and that's it. You're cocky because nobody has ever called you on your bullshit. And that's what your whole career has been made up on, bullshit. I'm challenging you, and 
we can even let Bubba be the moderator, which will definitely put me in at a disadvantage. But I mean, you're going to need the advantage. Because seriously, Seth, you want to talk about content, you want to talk about being real, you're not. You are one of the fakest motherfuckers that I have ever met in radio. Like, seriously, you're going to sell Bubba out. You're going to leave him high and dry as soon as you can. And let's be honest, Bubba was not your first choice. I'm sure you tried to get hired other places and it didn't work out for you because you thought you were better than what you actually are. And when those people didn't come knocking and I uh, listen, I can't talk. I've been in the same boat. I I'm I've been in the same boat as you are, Seth. But I don't understand why you think that you know how radio works because all you have ever done is music radio, morning radio in the mornings and music. And it's night and day from that to FM talk radio. And maybe you're just not cut out for it because it might not happen tomorrow. I mean, I mean, it almost already happened because you walked out of the studio and, and you know called no-show. And if that would have been anybody else, it would have been lights out for them. So what I'm saying is, um, I'm willing to sit down in a studio with you and let's talk this out. I mean, I, I don't want, I'm not talking about fighting or getting physical or anything, but let's, let's talk these problems out, Seth. I want to know what your problem is with me because I've basically done nothing but mark out to you, but you've treated me like shit. And I hate bullies. A lot of people might not look at you as a bully, but you are a bully. You treat people like crap. And I'm tired of it. Like, seriously. You can't take a joke? Then you have no business being on the Bubble of Love Sponge show. So, what I'm trying to say is, are you man enough? Bubba can moderate. I'll come in. Hell, you can pat me down. Because I know a lot of you guys think I'm crazy or something. I mean... I mean, Blitz has got your back. Blitz will put a cap in me in a heartbeat if I do anything wrong. But Seth, don't be a pussy. Be a man. Be a man. Accept my, uh, my challenge. I'll just come in. I want to talk to you and figure out what's going on. Because I've not said anything bad about Bubba. And I get what Bubba is having to do. He's got to protect his team. Bubba's got to look out for his guys, and that's why Bubba's great. Bubba's loyal, and he's going to take care of his people. But, Seth, you do not belong on that show. Um, and it happened, it happened in, in the case of me, Bubba made me into a star. That's the thing about the Bubba Army. And I'm not saying anything bad because the Bubba Army are great people, but if Bubba wants you to be a star, you're going to be a star because the fans adore Bubba. And I just don't see what you bring to the table. That is so special. There, there have been far more talented people, which me included, 
that have been on that show. So let me know, Seth, when you want to talk. I don't want the content. We can do it on uh, Twitch, Bob Army Radio. Uh, it's up to you, buddy. But I ain't going to talk about you anymore because you know what? You were right. I uh, spent way more time than I should have talking about you, but I'm not going to feel bad about it because guess what? You're working with the guy that wrote the book on radio rivalries. So stop being a goddamn pussy. Man up. Take my challenge. for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com, Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash title on the radio. Comments? concerns or do you just want to let tuttle know he's being a dickhead tuttle at gmail.com that's tuttle with two d's at gmail.com to follow all of tuttle's social media go to tuttle.net thanks again for all your support and we'll see you tomorrow on the tuttle daily podcast hey yo terry fuck going on